Welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. Today's topic, we are talking about jealousy as a trauma response. And this is such a hot topic for me. And I'm going to go into that in a little bit. But first, I want to say that I am going to speak off the cuff today just because why not? (laughs) I've been sticking to outlines for a lot of my episodes. Actually, not the last episode of this podcast. I'm talking about all my podcasts, but for two inches off the ground, if you have not listened to the past episode, uh, the last one, which is episode 111 with Del Sol and Tracy, it is one of my favorite episodes because we just have this incredible conversation about coming out of the metaphysical closet and how we all did it and how you can do it and how you can release some or maybe not all, but most of the societal conditioning that we unfortunately as humans have grown used to. And once we drop that, we can become our best metaphysical selves. Del Sol talks about being an ancient one. Tracy talks about being a starseed. And then as a treat, she channels her starseed being Ariana, who I know you've heard from before, and she's always amazing. So definitely give that episode a listen It is an hour and 16 minutes, which is probably my longest episode, but I can talk to Tracy and Del Sol for days, weeks, years, light years, because they're so interesting. And it's always hard for me to click that stop button because I feel like, okay, we can go on for another four hours, but I know that people, you know, they have a limit on what they can listen to. I understand that. I also want to remind people before we get started to give me five stars wherever you listen. Five stars only. This helps so much with this podcast. And I see that you've been adding reviews on Apple and ratings on Apple and Spotify and Pandora and Amazon Music. And I so appreciate all of that. So please keep doing that. And I always tell people that, A rating takes, and I'm not exaggerating, guys, it takes less than, if you know what you're doing, less than five seconds, 10 seconds of your time. It's free. If you're going to do a review, I always tell people it takes, depending on how long of a review you want to write, that will take you 30 seconds to one minute of your time to really support me and this podcast. So thank you very much. And I also want to point out that in the show notes, there is a donation link if you have gained any knowledge and insight from these episodes, please consider donating to this podcast. It's the easiest thing in the world. And you can also, if you're an American, write it off in taxes. So there you go. Today, we are discussing jealousy as a trauma response, and in my case, a childhood trauma response. So I want to go into what I've been going through lately, a lot of good things. I'm here to say a lot of positive things. So this is going to be a very positive episode, (laughs) which I think it normally is, but sometimes I go down into dark places. But today is going to be pretty positive. As you guys know, I recently had eye surgery, and the good news is it went very well. So far, I am happy with the results. The day after eye surgery, I was seeing 2025, which the doctor said that's extremely uncommon. 
and that I'm doing really well. Every time I go for a checkup, they say I'm doing really well. However, it is taking my eye quite some time to get used to this new lens, and I'm trying (laughs) to have patience. And when people say it takes six weeks for the lens to really settle, and then it's going to take months for your eyes to adjust. Uh, they are not kidding. I was experiencing at first some dizziness, a little bit of nausea, and just, you know, uh, it's a different vision for me. So I'm having to get used to it, but it's been pretty much a positive experience. There was a lot of stress before the surgery, which I may get into in another episode, but it doesn't apply to what we're talking about today. But the good news is everything ended up well. The bad news is a couple days after surgery, I ended up getting COVID. So I think that has not helped with my healing. (laughs) And then I have to do the second eye in late July, 2023. So I still have one eye to go, but I know what to expect. And yeah, so that's been good. From a metaphysical perspective, I have been telling people as a joke, and I think this joke is going to start getting old, but I find it funny that I think instead of eye surgery, they actually gave me a lobotomy because I swear I'm a different person after this surgery. I don't know why, but I have just been the most grateful person lately, I feel so at peace. I feel like things I was worrying about before surgery, I'm not really worrying about anymore, which shocks me because, you know, I have that in me where I can be a worrier. So I don't know what happened when I went in there, but I swear I came out a different person. When I had this eye surgery done, I will tell you this, and this is one thing where I think my mind has switched or maybe my mindset has switched. And that is this surgery is very expensive. I had to pay for it out of pocket. Now I could have picked a surgery center where insurance paid, but this surgeon is so good and such a specialist in this special type of surgery that I wanted him. And unfortunately, he did not take my insurance. And I had to weigh those pros and cons, right? Because, okay, on one hand, almost all of my surgery will be paid for, but that's with a lesser skilled surgeon. On the other hand, I pay for this whole thing out of pocket, but I know I'm getting the best surgeon out there for the surgery that this is. And I decided to go with the latter and make sure that I had the best surgery possible because the way I figured it was, let's say I went with the lesser surgeon, things didn't go well, well, I'd still be putting money out of pocket to correct that surgery. There was something in me where I never thought that I would get to this stage where I could afford this surgery, again, because it's it's a lot of money. And when I realized I could afford this surgery, I said to myself, wow, this is something that I didn't think would really ever happen to me. And I didn't think I would really have this option. And when I realized I did, it it changed my perspective on a lot of things. And I became extremely grateful for many things in my life. And just the other night, I was going to sleep. And I spent over an hour just thinking about all the things that I'm grateful for. And, you know, sometimes I bitch about (laughs) 
certain things. Uh, my house frustrates me sometimes. I love the house, but it's an older house and it has some things that don't work or are a little too old and that frustrates me, but I'm finding that I'm just grateful for all of it. So how does that parlay into the jealousy and trauma response issue? Before this surgery, I was the type of person who, let's say you opened a clothing shop, and I have nothing to do with clothing shops, right? You opened a clothing shop, and from week one, you were in the black, super successful, the media loves you, you're selling clothes left and right, I would be 100% happy for you. I would say, God bless, you deserve this. I could not be happier for you. Now, let's take that same scenario and apply it to podcasting. Let's say that I had a friend who decided to just do a podcast and in their first episode, they had, I don't know, 30,000 downloads. I'm not gonna lie, (laughs) I would be happy because they're my friends, I'd be 50% happy. But then I would have been 50% fuming jealous because I would have said, I have been doing this for over three years. I've been putting my heart and soul into it. I've been putting money into it. I've been putting so much time into this. I want to make sure that I am, I don't want to say successful sounds so awful, but I'm doing the best I can and trying to make a living out of this at some point, right? I'm starting to get there, but I'm not there. And then all of a sudden, right off the bat, that's happening. I knew someone in COVID who, and again, this person has a huge social media following, so I can't compete with that. And she's a friend of mine. She started a podcast and did maybe, I don't know, 10 episodes. And American Express was reaching out to her to be one of her sponsors. (laughs) You've done 10 episodes (laughs) and God bless, you know, I was happy for her. Her podcast was uh, nothing like what I do, a very different topic. But I mean, there was part of me where I was genuinely happy for her, but then I was fuming jealous. Part of that is a human response. I think we can all sit here and sound like the perfect metaphysical people and spiritual people and bullshit ourselves and say that as humans, you know what? There's no competition. Competition is false and jealousy is false. And if if I were in that situation, Jennifer, and I was in your situation and someone came to me and said they had a million downloads from their first episode, I would just be nothing but happy. I call bullshit because we're human. I listen to a podcast called Juicy Scoop, which I really like and I really admire this podcaster. She's someone I very much look up to. She's done an amazing job, huge success. She is a famous comedian and she was on this show with other famous comedians. And this was probably about 15 years ago and it was a very, very popular show. And on the show, the comedians were all writers and then they would sit on a panel and talk to the main host about Uh, pop culture topics of the day and they were comedians so they would make fun of everything and there were jokes and all this type of thing right and she said and by the way she was when she was doing this episode she was talking along with another comedian who was on that show with her so now they're still friends 15 years later they're still best friends and they all love each other they said it was like a family because they were all comedians trying to become successful and famous and come up and all this 
she was saying that it would turn into a competition in her head. So she used the example of she had a book and got an agent and published a book and was very excited about it and everyone was very supportive. But then this best friend decided to publish a book, same same scenario, and the friend's book became a New York Times bestseller. And she was honest. She said to her friend right on the episode, I was happy for you, but there was a big part of me where I was fuming jealous. And she said that they were all like that. So one comedian would get this amazing gig in Las Vegas and they were happy for this person because they were all family. But then part of them was saying, why not me? And would say, oh, I'm I'm jealous because I want this to be me. And they all agreed on that because they had a couple other comedians on on later episodes who said the same thing. We were happy for you, but we were also jealous. So if you take five people and five people say basically the same thing, then that is human conditioning and that's hard to get rid of. And as Tracy Shannon talked about on last episode, she was saying, hey, I've done a pretty good job. I have dropped... 85% of my human conditioning and I'm at a good place. And I think that's actually pretty good. I don't think I'm anywhere near there. I think I'm more 60-40, but yeah. So I do think it's human nature when someone is succeeding or you perceive as doing better than you in your field, then you do get jealous. So again, going back to the clothing shop, I'm 100% happy for the clothing shop owner friend because I, I don't care to open a clothing shop, but the podcaster, I'm fuming. (laughs) So I used to be this person. And I really think that I took it to a level that it didn't need to go. Now, of course, I would only say good things to the person. I would only text good things to the person. I would be happy for them. I really would. But then there was that part of me where I'm thinking about it. I'm overthinking. I'm like, oh, why can't that be me? You know, I'm working so hard. I'm doing so much and blah, 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 blah. After this surgery, something clicked in me where I said, you know what? This just isn't working for me anymore. This whole being jealous and really thinking of people as competition. So I decided to do a deep dive and really research where jealousy comes from. If it's that big of a response. Like I understand if people are a little jealous, you know, if you're 90% happy for someone, you're 10% jealous. I don't think you're ever going to get rid of that. I think that's again, human conditioning. But with me having such a big, in, in my view, kind of inappropriate response and having such strong feelings behind it of envy, I needed to take a deep dive. And that deep dive showed me that A lot of times, jealousy is actually a childhood trauma response. And it's not what we think it is. It's not, okay, there's this little bit of healthy form of jealousy that motivates you again, which is a good thing. It can get to this level where I was, where it's actually extremely unhealthy and we need to look at that as trauma. When I was growing up, my father's big saying was, if you're not going to be the best at it, don't do it. So that meant everything. That meant school, that meant sports, that meant job. You always had to be the best. You always had to be number one. Or in his eyes, it just wasn't good enough. And, you know, I don't think he was saying anything 
necessarily terrible because I have a sibling who's been super successful since his early 20s. He's been incredibly financially and business-wise successful from a very young age and continues to be. So I believe that he took that saying from my dad and it really worked for him. It really motivated him. And he's a very competitive person. So he loves doing competitions and he's an absolute perfectionist in that way. And God bless, that's how he is wired. That is his personality. Versus me, I never understood the whole, we have to be number one thing. I always thought of it as, what's wrong with number two? What's wrong with number three? What's wrong with going on to a sports team and just having fun? Who cares if you're not the best? Who cares if you're the worst? As long as you're having a good time, especially as a child, what's the big deal? But my dad didn't think that way, and he really drilled this in us. And I feel that that caused a trauma response. Not that he meant to do that, not that he was doing anything horrible. And this is a really good lesson for any new parents who are listening. You can say something that is completely innocuous and that you think is giving a great life lesson to your kids and one kid will take it one way and one kid will take it another way because I'm a super sensitive metaphysical person and I just want everyone to get along and I don't like competition to the point that I will not play board games. If anyone said to me, hey, Jen, let's do a board game night, I would say absolutely not because I don't like the way people get around board games. I don't like how people get angry and they start to get frustrated and then I feed off that energy and I'm pissed off. So I don't even play board games. That's how much I'm not into competition. So it's ironic because I'm not into competition, but yet I have this jealousy response. It's kind of funny, right? Once I had the self-awareness that jealousy is a childhood trauma response for me, it almost wiped it away 100%. Almost. I mean, I, again, I think I'm still, I'm still there, right? Like, I think I'm, I'm still a human. I'm. You have to challenge me because if you have a podcaster friend who tells me, okay, I've done one episode and I've downloaded, I've had a million downloads, and on top of that, I'm having uh, American Express and blah 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 ask me to sponsor the show, then I might have a, <laughs> I might go back, but I'm, I don't think so because for some reason I feel so much clearer. And I realized that because I was able to do this surgery, I was able to afford this surgery that, I don't know, just something switched in me and I feel so grateful for everything that even if the person next to me is doing better, I can recognize that. I can allow myself to have that human response of being 10% jealous but I don't have that fury anymore. I have friends who are doing very well publishing-wise. I have friends who are doing well podcasting-wise. And I can look at that now and say, I am genuinely happy for them and I wish them the best. And I'm sure I'll have metaphysical friends come out with podcasts and I hope they do. And I'll be happy for them. If they do better than me, I'll be happy for them. But of course, I'm going to have that 10% jealous response, right? That's just how human nature works. But there's something where the gratefulness lately has taken over and that makes me so happy and I just feel so much clearer. And I feel like the universe has really been aligning things for me because of this clarity and because I am able to live on a new vibration and drop 
90% of this jealousy, 90% of this competition. I feel like I am in a new place, living from a definitely a new mindset. For example, with the novel I'm continuously writing, it's a time travel mystery. I don't know if anyone knows that, but <laughs> I haven't really talked about it much. But now we're in draft number six, <laughs> revision number six. And I'm working with this wonderful editor who I hired, who's phenomenal. We had our first meeting and he said to me, listen, I, I hope you're okay with this, but I have all these ideas because my wheelhouse is fantasy and sci-fi. And I was like, yes, this is amazing because I'm having a hard time nailing down this outline. And I just feel so lucky that I was able to find this editor who gave me the most brilliant ideas and we were able to converse on them and agree and disagree. And he's helping me next week uh, finish the outline so I can finally go and do draft seven. And then I'm going to hire him again and look over everything again. (laughs) And, And also with this editor, he books months in advance, but I just got lucky and I was able to book him two weeks ahead of time. I just got lucky it all worked out and coordinated with my eye surgery. So I was so happy about that as well. And just other things have been falling into place for me. So I feel like once I was able to step out of that energy, I was able to open the door for different things and really good opportunities and really solid things. And not not just about work, you know, it's not about money. It's not all about work. It's not anything like that. This one's a little bit silly. This one's a <laughs> a silly one. But my sister-in-law gives me these blankets every year for my birthday. And they are the most comfortable, comfy, amazing blankets. So I looked them up online. Finally, after the second blanket, I'm like, oh my gosh, who makes these? And they're expensive blankets. They're $180 per blanket. So I... <laughs> I, I am, you know, I don't let the dogs just paw on the blankets or anything like that. These blankets are sacred to me. I never feel like shopping. I'm not really a shopper, but for some reason, again, this is the new me. I decide to go shopping one day and I go to this spa that I go to, which has a little gift shop, but I never shop in the gift shop. So I said, for some reason, I'm being guided to this gift shop. So I go to this gift shop and and I'm looking around, I'm saying, oh my God, it has the most amazing thing. So I buy a new purse and then I end up buying this fluffy pair of socks, which are the same company as the blankets. So then I go home and I go onto the internet and I buy I buy a few things online from this company and then I discover that they have a store 20 minutes away from me which I'm going to hopefully today I want to record three episodes and edit three episodes and as my treat I'm going to the store today it's called barefoot dreams by the way if anyone wants to know and it's just these things that keep aligning and just even fun little things that make me so happy where I just didn't have that clarity before. So all of that just keeps happening for me. I just want to say that if you are someone who you feel that, okay, I do get a little jealous when I feel that someone is doing better than me, 
I think you're probably going to be fine. But if you were getting a response like I was getting with the fuming and the thinking about it way too much, then you may want to look back into either your childhood or your young adulthood or hell, even six months ago where something happened. And it may be, I know it's a harsh word to say trauma response. So think of it as small T, not you know the big T abuse or anything like that. But think of it as a small T trauma response. And once you have that self-awareness, it really helps to take away a lot of those feelings. If this sounds like you, it's something for you to explore this week. Until next time, live your life two inches off the ground. Thank you.